Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're talking about season 10, episode 13, called Halt and Catch Fire. So we start out in Spencer, Iowa. It's nighttime. There's a pickup truck with a license plate uh, that says Semper Fi driving down a road. Uh, A girl named Janet and a guy named Billy are in the truck. Billy's driving. Janet says... You sure you're okay to drive? Oh, I should mention these are like, uh, you know, early twenty year olds, maybe twenty one. I don't know. They didn't even like look twenty one. Yeah, yeah, just like college. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Janet says, "You sure you're okay to drive?" Billy says, "Not really, but it's nothing a little grease can't fix." Uh, he says to his mounted cell phone, "Trini, find me the nearest Taco Town." <laughs> I got stuck on Taco Town for a minute. I was like, ha, 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 is that a new name? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Trini says, uh, Trini, which is his navigation app, says, searching. Janet says, ooh, I'm going to get a quesarito and a, a chichi melt. A chichi, did I say that right? Chichi? Mm-hmm. What's a chichi melt? I don't know. Well, so it's interesting because... So this is kind of one of my thoughts, but I'll talk about it now because it probably would make more sense now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> like, okay, so obviously they can't like, ooh, Taco Bell, Taco Time, that's it, like use like actual, you know, right. names of anything. But here's the thing, Taco Bell has quesaritos. Mm. And I'm but like, okay. Quesaritos when this aired. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, did they have quesaritos when this aired? Like, did they just, like, try and come up with the name of something and, like, accidentally find the name of whatever? Or, like, did Taco Bell, somebody at Taco Bell, I'm, this is my theory, is that somebody at Taco Bell likes Supernatural enough to where they're like, ooh, they said Quesarito. Hey, I like that name. Hey, we're going to use it, you know? (laughs) Will you look up and see when Taco Bell came out with their Quesarito? Yeah. Okay. I'll keep reading. You let me know. Uh, Trini says, turn right in 50 feet. Janet says, uh, Billy, I don't think this is the way to Taco Town. <laughs> that just makes Ugh. me feel so mad. They uh, did this on purpose. <laughs> Billy says, what do you know? Your phone's 3G. Trini doesn't make mistakes. Trini says, continue for 0.3 miles, then turn left. Janet says, it's freezing. Can you please turn off the air? What? 2014. When did this episode come out? Oh, fuck. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I should look this up while she's looking that up. But then I didn't. When did, what is this? Season 10. Halt and Catch Fire. So it's 10, 13. 13 of Supernatural. Supernatural. 
2015. Oh, shit. Supernatural. <laughs> Rat row. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure no one official will hear this anyway, so it doesn't oh, matter. But <laughs> Out of all of our four people that actually listen, <laughs> I don't think any of them are at, like HQ at Taco Bell. So. <laughs> okay. Do they have quesaritas now, though? Like, is this something I can go do? All right. I know what I'm doing for dinner. Yep. They're good. So I'll ask them, like, what's a chichi melt? They're going to be like, what? They're going to be like, oh. Yep. Okay. Where am I? Okay. Billy says, Trini doesn't make mistakes. She's like, bitch, turn left. And then Janet says, it's freezing. Can you please turn off the air? Billy's like, it's not on. Uh, they come to a roadblock at like a, I don't know if this bridge is like incomplete or if it's been like wrecked or under construction or what, but there's a big asshole in the middle. Yeah. Of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's going to be this kind of recording. That's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Our 12 year old brains. Okay. <laughs> Billy says, what the hell? Janet says, Trini doesn't make mistakes, huh? And Billy says, Trini, find a different route. Trini says, proceed ahead. Billy says, go, go. Bleh, that's not what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Billy says, go screw yourself. Trini says, you go screw yourself. Janet, get out of the truck. Janet says, um, how does she know my name? Trini shouts, Janet, get out of the truck now. Janet says, oh, my God. And she hurries out of the passenger door. Billy tries to open the driver's door, but it won't unlock. So he tries to get out of the passenger side, but the door slams closed and locks. Uh, the truck starts to drive forward on its own. Billy yells, no, wait, stop. Janet, like, screams, and she's like, Billy! Like that. No! <laughs> uh, Billy tries to, like, slam on the brakes, but it crashes through the barricade. He yells, no, no, help! <laughs> Janet yells, Billy! Billy yells, stop! <laughs> Trini says, destination, dead ahead. And then, <laughs> good one, Trini. <laughs> then uh, Janet screams, and the truck crashes through another barricade and then drives right off the bridge. And we get our opening title sequence. So we cut to the Men of Letters bunker. Dean is headed upstairs. Uh, he's eating something delicious looking. Uh, and Sam is walking downstairs. Uh, Sam says, hey. He notices uh, that Dean is holding some kind of pastry looking thing. He says, what in the world? Dean says, it's a krosuki. <laughs> they, walk together, they walk together towards the library. Sam says, a krosuki? Dean says, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the new cronuts. Sam says, okay, so what? Half cookie? Half. Dean says, who gives a crap? They're freaking awesome. What did Cass say? <laughs> Sam says, uh, good news, bad news. Bad news. He discovered riverboat gambling. <laughs> I love that story, please. Um, also, what? You know, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, Sam says, good news. He thinks he might be closing in on Kane. Dean says, oh, wow. He thinks he might be. Sam says, yeah, just east of the Mississippi, somewhere in Illinois. Dean says, so maybe Cass finds Kane in the land of Lincoln. And then what? Sam says, and then we get him to tell us how to get rid of the mark. Dean says, don't you think that if Kane knew how to remove the mark, he would have done it like centuries ago? 
Sam says, we won't know till we try. Dean says, Sammy, I appreciate the effort, man. I do. But trying to find a cure for this thing is like a dog chasing its tail. There's no end in sight, and you just end up dizzy. Sam <laughs> says, Dean, where there is a will, Dean says, there is a case. Hmm? Check this out. Iowa teen claims possessed pickup truck kills driver. Dean holds up a tablet showing a headline from the Iowa Weekly Review. Dean says, let's say we take our own truck to uh, the Midwest. So we cut to uh, the Impala driving down a road. They pull into a parking lot by a Kasem College sign. Does that sound right? Kasem? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, They get out of baby and head towards the school. Two cute college girls walk by and Dean very obviously checks them out. (laughs) He says to Sam, sorry, I ever made you leave. Another girl walks by and he says, God, they're everywhere. I mean, (laughs) you are at a college. Like, yes, most of the people that are there are going to said college. Like, yes, that good observation. But Uh (laughs) Uh, so Sam and Dean walk up to two girls and Dean asks, uh, which one of you is Janet Novoselic? Novoselic? Whatever. Janet says, I am. Sam and Dean show them their FBI badges. Sam says, Agents Grohl and Cobain. Uh, the other girl says, bye to Janet. Janet says to the boys, I already talked to the police like nine times. Dean says, yeah, no, this is a, it's just follow-up. Sam says, yeah. Janet says, I have finals tomorrow. Sam says, then we'll make it fast. I promise. Uh, we cut to the library. Dean keeps getting distracted by all the cute girls in the room. <laughs> Janet says, it's like I told the detective. I was drunk, but I wasn't hallucinating. The truck had a mind of its own. Dean says, how so? Janet says, like, the air went full blast even though it wasn't on, and the radio went crazy, and so did Trini. Dean says, and Trini is... Sam says, ah, you'll have to excuse my partner. When it comes to technology, he's a little behind. He (laughs) uh, just learned how to poke on Facebook. (laughs) Janet says, uh, um, Trini is the nav app we were using. It's like a talking map. You're Gen X, right? Dean (laughs) says, okay, so Trini and everything else in the truck went all Christine. Janet says, who's Christine? Dean says, it's a Gen X thing. (laughs) (laughs) Janet says, look, I don't expect you to believe me, but I swear that truck was hell-bent on killing Billy. Sam says, did Billy have any enemies? Anyone who might have a beef with him? Janet says, maybe his brother Joey. They fought all the time. It's so sad. They never got to set it right. Dean says, because Billy died. Janet says, no, Joey did in Afghanistan. Sam says, do you know where he's buried? Janet says, he's not. Poor guy never came home. IED. Dean says, did Billy happen to have anything of his brother's on him when he died? Uh, dog tags, a hat, something. Janet says, just his pickup. Sam says, so the truck belonged to Joey. Janet says, yeah, it was his pride and joy. Billy got it when he died, and you know, it's a thing. Dean says, yeah. Janet's phone rings. She says, excuse me a sec, and she answers the phone and walks away. Sam says to Dean, so what's the thing? Dean says, you know, the truck thing. Sham, <laughs> sham. I just called him sham. Shammy. Okay. <laughs> Sam sakes. <clears throat> I just said Sam sakes. I'm. <sighs> you good? I, <laughs> Sam shakes 
said no. <laughs> Dean says, you honor the deceased by driving their truck. Sam, they wrote a whole country song about it. Why don't you they Google did. it? Did they? What what song is that? I drive your truck. Is <laughs> that the name of it? Yep. <laughs> okay, I gotta have a drink of coffee because I gotta think about that. No, you're good. <laughs> Lee Bryce. <laughs> okay. I, I guess. Your truck. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, I don't remember the. I think it, something about rolling all the windows down. Are you sure that's not that Nelly song in the Florida Georgia line? <laughs> no, I am sure. <laughs> Here, I, yeah, it's, let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's Lee Bryce. Okay. I drive uh, your truck. Yep, Lee Bryce. Okay, when did that come out? What year? Like, how old is that? <laughs> hmm. 2012. Okay. All right. So, you know. <laughs> I'm Apparently, like, maybe... Dean listens to country music. <laughs> yeah. Dude yeah. yeah, I think that doesn't seem like such a stretch for, you know, for his character. No, there's a lot of, like, crossover, too, between, like, classic rock and country and that sort of stuff, whether people want to admit it or not, you know, like. Pretty obvious, yeah. You know, like, okay. it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so bum, 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 bum. Okay, we cut to a car impound lot. It's nighttime. Uh, Dean cuts the chain lock, and he and Sam enter the property. Sam says, all right, so we're looking for something that used to resemble a pickup truck. They look around. Dean says, all right, hey, here we go. And they walk up to the crushed truck and shine some flashlights on the license plate that says Semper Fi. Dean says, yeah, Marine. Sam shines his flashlight onto the driver's seat, which has, like, gross-ass streaks of black gunk on it. <laughs> I thought it was black. Like, I just thought it looked black because, you know, it's night. But Yeah. Sam says, I'm guessing this ain't oil. Dean says, that is ectoplasm. Uh, Sam holds up his EMF meter, which is going crazy. He says, huh, look at this, Joey. Dean says, looks like it. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, all right, so big brother didn't get along with little brother, was pissed that he was driving his baby. I get it. <laughs> Sam says, <laughs> I will kill for this. <laughs> uh, yep. Sam says, what are you saying? If you died and I drove your car, you'd kill me? Dean thinks about it and says, if you stunk her up with taquitos, probably. And then and I'm immediately like, mmm, taquitos. <laughs> I am <Yeah>. really <laughs> Mexican food, apparently. Okay. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Uh, so Sam and Dean um, salt and burn the truck. Uh, we cut to uh, a girl named Julie. Oh, no. We already met Julie, didn't we? I'm confused. My notes are all, like, crossed out and arrowed here. We already met Julie, right? Is she the one? Yes. But they, yeah, because that was the first. Yeah. That was the first one they talked to. Okay. Okay. So we cut to Julie and another girl named Delilah inside their shared room. I think this is a dorm room, right? And not a like sorority. Cause wouldn't they not share a room in a sorority? No, I- they do still. It's a sorority. They say it later on. That's okay. a, like, that was another one of my kind of thoughts is like, um, okay. Dorm rooms do not look like that. Like I thought too. I want to know what college they went to. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Delilah says, Ugh, I can't believe our art history finals tomorrow. Julie says, I know this semester, like, totally flew by. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't like this Julie girl, so I'm going to make her sound like a bitch. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. So Lila says, yeah, time flies when you're drunk. Want to come to the library with me? I still have so much to memorize. And I thought looking at pictures of naked guys was going to be easy. <laughs> Julie says, thanks, but I don't really need to study for it. I have a photographic memory. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> so Lila says, um, you don't need to study for it because you're screwing the TA. Hashtag slut. <laughs> Julie says, ha. So Delilah leaves. Uh, Julie puts on a baseball hat and starts taking selfies. Uh, she gets a chat request on her laptop from a Princess Elsa 8. Julie accepts and types in, who are you? Princess Elsa 8 types, a friend. Julie types, hashtag curious. What's up, friend? Princess Elsa 8 types, never mind, liar. Julie types, hashtag confused. What did I lie about? Princess Elsa 8 types. Why the hashtags, though? Like <laughs> the hashtags. I hashtag hate you. Okay. Uh, Princess Elsa 8 types uh, 810. And then she types, I know. And then they type, you'll pay. Julie gasps and deletes the conversation, but the chat with Princess Elsa 8 um, saying 810 pops back up on her screen. She shuts off her computer, but it turns back on with the chat open. So she unplugs her computer and the power cord, and then we can suddenly see her breath. Uh, her computer turns on and says 810 over and over. She closes the laptop and runs for the door, but her door slams shut. And her laptop screen opens back up by herself. That was, like, the creepiest part for me during this whole thing. It was just, like, the yeah. laptop opening slowly. It's okay. just like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> On the screen of her computer um, is 810 over and over and over. Uh, then the cord, the power cord, like, lifts up and wraps around her neck. And she chokes for a bit and then dies. Hashtag dies. <laughs> I love it. She chokes for a bit and then she dies. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to outside the college sam and dean are walking um and two girls walk by dean like full-on turns around and starts following them like a fucking creeper man that's not okay you can't just no. so what's going on like is this like a he mark of get out much so i don't think he's got i mean he goes to bars but you know like he doesn't Wondering I think if he's is, just like completely lost, you know. <laughs> I was wondering if this was like a Mark of Cain thing, just like to show his lack of kind of control with this type of stuff, because he hasn't been like this really in a while, you know. Like yeah, I would say when we first met him, he was kind of like this, but last couple seasons, not really. So that's what I thought yeah. was happening. I could be wrong. Maybe he's just like, I haven't seen a girl in a week, <laughs> you know. <laughs> also that, you know, and yeah. that's the thing is. They're all legal, so. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, uh, Sam says, hey, and Dean turns it back around and walks with Sam. Dean says, I'm not going to make it. Uh, Sam kind of chuckles and then says, focus. So we cut to inside Julie's room. A detective says to Sam and Dean, um, that doesn't look right. Okay, she says, uh, or I don't remember if this is a girl or guy detectives. I don't know why I said she. Uh, sorry, struggling. Okay. Hashtag struggling. Okay. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. Um, the detective says, Delilah Marion, the roommate, found her this morning after an all-nighter at the library. Sam says, strangulation. 
The detective says, Sicko used a power cord from the computer. Dean asks, suspects? The detective says, none yet. The odd thing was the door was locked. Sam says, huh, have you talked to any of the other girls who live here? The detective says, well, most of them have already left for spring break, but the roommate was really helpful. She gave us all of Julie's passwords. And nowadays, the only way to find out anything about teenagers is through social media. Trust me, I got two of them. Excuse me, agents. And she heads for the door. Sam says to Dean, oh, yeah, sure. Dean says, vengeful spirits much? Vengeful spirit much? (laughs) And he takes out his EMF detector. Sam says, yeah, but is it Joey's or another ghost? Dean says, I don't know. He holds up the EMF uh, detector uh, close to the laptop and it starts making a bunch of noise. Dean says, so first it possesses a truck and then it possesses a computer. Both machine related kills. Sam says, so what? You think we're dealing with a ghost in the machine? Dean says, maybe, but if it is the same ghost, I mean, they usually anchor themselves to a place or thing. How is this one jumping from from one machine to the next? Uh, They go to leave, and Sam snatches up Julie's laptop. Uh, We cut to outside the building. The boys are talking to the roommate, Delilah, uh, who has gorgeous, long red hair. Sam says, we really appreciate your help, Delilah. We know this can't be easy. Uh, Did Julie, by chance, know a student named Billy Bass? Delilah says, everyone knew Billy. He was the president of Sigma Theta Delta. Dean says, STD? Delilah says, Delilah says, yeah, it's the biggest frat on campus. Dean says, did uh, did Julie know Billy's brother, Joey, the soldier? Delilah says, I don't think so. I didn't even know Billy had a brother. Sam says, did she have any enemies? Any reason why someone might want to hurt her? Delilah says, no, Julie was really popular. Super sweet. I can't imagine anyone wanting to hurt her. Dean says, you know we're federal agents, right? Lying to us is a big time offense. Delilah says, I'm not lying, agent. There's just nothing else to tell. But she looks guilty as fuck. Just saying. (laughs) So we cut to inside the college cafeteria. Dean is carrying a tray full of food while checking out all the girls. He sits down at a table next to Sam and says, all right, uh, and a cafe au lait for the lady. And he hands Sam a coffee cup. Uh, Sam is looking through (laughs) Julie's laptop. (laughs) Dean says, for me... Sam says, a heart attack? Dean says, this is unreal. Look at this. I got Italian. I got Chinese. Serve yourself froyo. College is better than Vegas. <laughs> He's like, I don't care about anything else now. Like, the girls can just go screw right off. Mm-hmm. I want all of this food. <laughs> yep. Um, That's why we have freshman 15. Dean <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, says, what do you got? Sam says, unfortunately, a lot of nada. Uh, I head up Julie's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Instachat, Snapchat, AIM. Nothing but posts on Rush and Fifty Shades of Grey. The movie, not the book. <laughs> Dean is, I like that Sam looked into it enough to make that distinction. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dean well, is, she doesn't read it, but she will watch it. <laughs> Dean is very enthusiastically eating noodles. Uh, there's a bunch hanging out of his mouth. Dean says, yeah, I didn't get half of that. Sam says, it doesn't matter. Now I'm going That's not what he says. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going through her deleted files. Dean says, you can do that. Sam says, yeah. Dean says, huh. Sam says, I mean, nothing ever really gets deleted from the internet. You knew that, right? Dean says, 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sam says, all right, here we go. This might be something. It's a, it's a deleted Insta chat from last night, right around the time of death. Dean says, with whom? Sam says, with Princess Elsa 8. Look at this. Dean reads a chat message. He reads, liar. I know. You'll pay. Well, this Princess Elsa is a bitch. What's 810? Sam says, 810? Dean says, yeah. Sam says, it's a, I don't know, maybe it's a date. Dean says, maybe it's a time of day or an area code. Sam says, uh, area code is for Southeast Michigan. You know what? Here we go. There are three addresses in Spencer that have 810 in them. Dean says, uh, I'll see if I can get this to go, pointing at his food. Uh, so we get to the boys pulling up across the street from a mailbox with 810 Downs Drive written on it. Uh, Sam is talking on his phone while Dean parks. Sam says, yeah, got it. Uh, thank you, Detective. Ooh, Detective Petransic. <laughs> uh, we keep in touch. He hangs up and says to Dean, so Princess Elsa 8 is not some crazed cyber killer. She is a third grader from Lake. Ooh, lots of craziness here. Nebegamon, <laughs> Wisconsin. That was it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I said what I said. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Sam says uh, who is obsessed with Frozen and she was fast asleep when the insta chat occurred Dean says so a hack job Sam says that's what I'm thinking they watch a woman come out of the house at 810 Downs Drive she's carrying a plastic garbage bag she walks down the block so they get out of baby and follow her okay but they're like not covertly following her they're like right behind her being all creepy tall dudes in suit like it's weird I just I know I don't understand how like when people are being followed by them in the show or just in general like how do you not like any movie they're always like okay they're gonna follow like right behind them and like how do you not know that somebody is following you at that point what and you creeped out I mean yeah it's daytime and she's in a neighborhood but like they got out of their car and started walking behind you. Like, it's really obvious. There's no one else on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is happening. And she's, like, a young, attractive woman. Like, I just, you wouldn't just be like, blah, 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 blah. You know, you'd you'd notice. You'd I give them a city look. oblivious. Pull out your phone and, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. All it's right. not a good uh, look, though. <laughs> weird. Um. So they follow her. She picks up some bouquets of flowers that are at the base of a utility pole and puts them in the garbage bag. Sam and Dean approach her and take out their badges. Sam says, excuse me, ma'am. May we uh, ask what you're doing? Uh, her name is Corey. She says, uh, throwing away dead flowers. Is that a crime? Dean says, well, it's not a crime. Just a little strange uh, seeing how they aren't dead. Corey says, it's not so strange when it feels like they're taunting you. My husband was killed in a car accident here nine months ago. Sam says, I'm sorry to hear that. Dean says, our condolences. Corey says, thank you. We were newlyweds. Never admit, never even made it to our first anniversary. And to have to be reminded of that every time I look out my window or leave the house. Dean says, understandable. Sam says, forgive me, but did you notice anything weird after your husband's death? Any strange disturbances? Or Corey says, I'm not sure what you mean. Sam says, it's nothing. Never mind. Dean says, any idea who's leaving the flowers? Corey says, some teenage girl. I think she goes to the college because she's always in Greek letters. 
Sam says, do you know her name? Corey says, no, uh, she has long red hair. Okay, so we cut to some time later. We're in the cafeteria again. Dean, into his cell phone, says, this is Agent Grohl again. Listen, I know I told you to call at your earliest convenience, but scratch that. Call ASAP. Then Dean ends the call. Sam is researching on a tablet. He says to Dean, look at this. Uh, Andrew Silver, 29 years old, Spencer High School teacher, uh, killed in fatal accident. Uh, car burst into flames. Silver's body was burned beyond recognition, and he is believed to have been killed upon impact. Dean says, okay, so Andy the Angry Ghost, he dies at 810 Downs Drive, and then he torments Julie with 810 on her computer. So, what's his beef with her? Sam says, yeah, and what's his connection to Billy? Dean asks, does it say where he's buried? Sam says, he wasn't. He was cremated. Dean says, so, no bones, and he's not tethered to any object that we know of. Sam says, yeah, how is Andrew haunting his victims? Are you going to eat all that? <laughs> Dean says, <laughs> Yeah, you want some? <laughs> Sam's like, you are disgusting me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so we cut to inside a frat room. Delilah is talking to a guy named Kyle who is scrolling through an app called Sexter on his phone. <laughs> Delilah says, the feds called like three times already. Kyle, are you listening to me? I think they know. Maybe it's time we should come clean. Kyle says, uh, that's not going to happen. Delilah says, look where keeping our mouth shut got us. I think it's karma. Maybe we're being cursed or something. I don't know. First Billy, now Julie. Kyle says, look, it totally sucks that Billy and Julie died, but it's just a crappy coincidence, not a curse. Delilah says, if we don't do something, I'm worried. Kyle says, Delilah, stop. I'm serious. You better keep your mouth shut or you're going to have a lot more than a curse to worry about. Um, oh, somebody's got big britches on today. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, the hell did you just say? You know, like, yep, yep. Delilah looks okay. offended. Yeah, I know, right? I'm going to punch this guy. Um, she looks offended and gets up and leaves the room. Kyle goes back to Sexter and accepts a message from Cutie Pie. Cutie Pie's message says, I'm bored. Want to hook up? Kyle out loud says, hells yeah. He messages, hells yeah, come over. STD. <laughs> Cutie pie messages. Guess we're using condoms. Lol. <laughs> Kyle types, or he says, where are you? And then he types, don't worry, I'm clean, but hope we can get dirty. Where are you? <laughs> Such bad lines. I know, all of this so just, bad. no thanks. Um, uh, someone knocks on Kyle's door. So he smiles, gets up and opens it, but no one's there. Uh, another frat boy walks by wearing just a towel, <laughs> and Kyle says, was that you? The frat boy says, no. Uh, so Kyle goes back to his room and says, tease. Suddenly, his door slams shut, and his phone rings. He answers it and says, hello. A weird male voice on the phone kind of yells, what time is it? <laughs> just like that. <laughs> so Kyle looks at his clock, and the time is 8.10. His stereo turns on. The volume is pretty loud. Um, suddenly, the speaker knobs start turning up the volume all on their own. Kyle yells, who the hell is this? Uh, in the hallway, the frat boy in the towel starts knocking on Kyle's door. He yells, lower the tunes, bruh. Time trying to study. <laughs> uh, inside Kyle's room, the stereo is way too loud. He's screaming, and then his eyes and ears and nose start bleeding. 
and the windows break and glass explodes everywhere and Kyle falls onto his back dead. Liquefied. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Delilah's room. Uh, Sam's there talking to her. He says, are you okay? Delilah says, not really. Dean comes into the room. Sam says, hey, what do you got? Dean says, death by decibel. Sam says, what? Dean says, Kyle's brains were jellied by his speakers. Oh, and get this. The uh, clock on his stereo stopped at 8.10. Sam says, 8.10? Dean says, yeah. Sam says, again? Dean says, "Mm mm-hmm. And then to Delilah, he says, look, we know you're the one leaving the flowers, so why don't you just tell us what happened the night of Andrew Silver's accident? Delilah says, uh... Sam says, Delilah, please. This is the third death in five days. Who knows who's going to be next? Dila, Dila, wow. <laughs> Delilah very dramatically says, I am. The car accident wasn't exactly an accident. And then we get a flashback to Billy's truck. Uh, Billy's driving. Kyle's in the front with them. Delilah and Julie are in the back seat, and they're all on their cell phones. Billy says, dude, I just retweeted your tweet. Kyle says, dude, I just favorited yours. (laughs) Julie says, okay, here. And she holds up her phone to take a selfie with Delilah. Delilah says, oh, a selfie. Julie takes a picture and they look at it. Julie says, oh, my God, I'm such a hag. I, like, look like I'm 25. (laughs) Shut the hell up. (laughs) I know. I know. Delilah says, oh, that's what filters are for. (laughs) <laughs> Julie says, ugh, ew, delete. Kyle says, check this out. Wait, I'm sending it to you, dude. Here. Uh, Billy is not watching the road and almost hits another car head on, uh, but he hears the other car's horn and swerves out of the way. The other car runs into the utility pole. Very hard. Delilah says, oh, my God, Billy, call 911. Uh, Andrew, who is the guy in the other car, Uh, He's all dazed and bloody and kind of looks at them out of his window. Delilah yells, call 911. Uh, An electrical wire drops onto Andrew's car and starts sparking and sets the car on fire. He struggles, but he can't get out. Uh, Everyone in the truck starts screaming, except for Billy, who quickly drives the fuck away. Delilah says, I know. Delilah says, what the hell are you doing? Billy says, I'm getting out of here before the cops come. Delilah says, we we just killed that guy. And she starts dialing on her phone, but Billy grabs it and says, no, hey, you're not calling the cops because I already have a DUI. And if they find out I'm driving on a suspended license, I'm going to jail. Maybe you should fucking go to jail, dumbass. Like, come I know, on. like, um, should have thought of that earlier, you know. <laughs> right. Delilah says, come on, Billy. This isn't right. Help me out here, guys. But Julie says, it's not our problem, D." What? Julie says, someone else will call the cops. Okay, but, like, he's dead already. Really? Like, no. Like, yeah, like, yeah. nobody, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Billy says, not a word, you hear me? So, back in real time, Delilah says, I shouldn't have let them talk me out of it. It was wrong, and now we're being punished. Uh, Sam takes two containers of salt out of his bag and hands them to Dean. Delilah says, seriously, what are the chances that three out of the four of us die in one week? It can't be a coincidence. Dean sprinkles a salt line by the door, and Sam makes a circle of salt around a chair. Sam says, it's not a coincidence. It's a ghost. Dean says, it's the vengeful spirit of Andrew Silver. Delilah says, a ghost? 
Sam says, yeah, they're real. Dean says, yeah, it's sort of what we do. Delilah says, so you're like Ghostbusters? (laughs) Dean says, sure. First things first, though, you need to stay inside the salt circle while we take care of him, okay? Delilah says, how do you take care of him? Please tell me you know how to take care of him. (laughs) Sam says, usually a ghost is tied to a place or an object. You get rid of the object, you get rid of the ghost. But with Andrew, it's uh, it's different. Delilah asks, what's he tied to? Dean says, we're working on it. Sam says, but if we can figure out how he's traveling, we can figure out how to stop him. Dean says, you know, this might be a shocker situation. The paper said that he died from a collision, but Delilah said that he died from electrocution. So maybe that's how he's surfing. He's using the power lines as a conduit. Sam says, I mean, that would make sense with the computer and serial kills, but not the pickup. I mean, the truck runs on gas. Dean says, all right, it's got to be something else then. Sam says, all right, I'll go back to the accident site. Check it out. Stay here with her. And he leaves. Dean uh, takes out an iron crowbar from his duffel bag and hands Delilah a tissue box. He says, you getting tired? Delilah says, no, I'm used to it. I stay up all night studying, mostly to avoid the nightmares. My mom's thrilled with my GPA, but I'm just miserable. I think about Andrew all the time, and I never even met the guy. Um, so we cut to the utility pole. <laughs> uh, Sam shines his flashlight up to the wires, uh, then across to a cell tower nearby. Back in Delilah's room, she says, it's pretty crazy to obsess over someone you've never met. Dean says, it's not that crazy. The truth is, I can relate. Delilah says, really? Dean says, I have made more mistakes than I can count. Ones that haunt me day and night. Delilah says, so how do you deal? Dean says, whiskey, denial. I do my best, my best to make things right, whatever that may be. For you, maybe it's maybe it's coming clean, you know, finding a way to ask for forgiveness. But not breaking the bank at your local florist. I mean, real forgiveness. You can't just bury stuff like this. You got to deal with it. Dean's phone rings and he answers it. He says, hey, what do you got? Sam says, Dean, Andrew's not using power lines to move. He's using Wi-Fi. Dean says, come again? Sam says, the, the wires that electrocuted Andrew, they feed directly into a Wi-Fi tower right across the street. Dean says, so even ghosts are online? <laughs> Sam says, apparently. I mean, it would explain the truck kill. Billy Sell must have been using the local Wi-Fi signal. So uh, Andrew's ghost must have just hopped onto Trini. That, that now that. Dean says, and then Julie's death by computer. Kyle's death by stereo with the wireless speakers. Sam says, I mean, it makes sense, Dean. We're all just a bunch of electrical impulses, right? So whenever Andrew died, his impulses just transferred to another current. You got to get Delilah somewhere safe. Turn off all the routers in that sorority. Dean says, oh, yeah, sure, Sammy. We'll just kill the internet. Wait, can we? (laughs) He says, I really need to know this because I really don't like the internet. Yeah, (laughs) Probably because he's figured out that nothing gets off of the internet. So he's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Sam says, uh, no, no, not really. Dean says, all right, so then how the hell are we going to deal with the lawnmower man? Sam says, you know what? I have an idea. Do what I said. Stay safe. I'll call you back. They hang up, and Dean says to Delilah, you know where the routers are? Delilah says, I have no idea. Suddenly, the lights and computers start flashing on and off, and we can see their breath. Andrew appears on all of the devices in the room, and Delilah screams. Dean begins smashing all the screens with a crowbar. She says, is that going to work? 
Uh, Delilah says, is that going to work? Dean says, worth a try. You should hear, He's you like, should also, it makes me feel better. <laughs> I want to smash things. Uh, Dean says, need you to turn off everything that's connected to Wi-Fi. Uh, she sees that Andrew, wait, no. Dean sees, I don't know what's happening with my notes here. I think Dean sees that um, Andrew's face is on Delilah's cell phone screen. So Dean takes the phone and smashes it and then smashes his own phone. Uh, we cut to Sam outside of Corey's house. She opens the door and he says, hey. Corey says, hey. Sam says, uh, I'm sorry to bother you, Mrs. Silver, but I have an emergency and I really need your help. Now, this is going to sound strange. Corey says, it's my husband, isn't it? Come in. Uh, back in Delilah's room, Dean grabs his bag and says, come on, let's go. Delilah says, where are we going? Uh, they leave her room and hurry down the hallway. Every open door they pass, uh, they see that Andrew is on all the screams, the screams, all the screens in the room. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Dean says, someplace that doesn't have a Wi-Fi signal. Delilah says, the basement. The reception sucks down there. Dean says, all right, go, go, go. Uh, they run down the stairs and reach the basement. Dean shuts the door and a... Uh, what? Uh, okay. Dean shuts the door and makes a salt line on the floor. Delilah says, I thought the salt didn't work. Dean says, because of the Wi-Fi, there's no signal down here. There's no computers. There's no <laughs> tablets. There's no cell phones. So Andrew can't bypass it. He almost sounds like he's like one step away from putting on an aluminum, ha aluminum hat, you know, like there's yeah. no Wi-Fi. It's everywhere. It's, you know, like <laughs> internet, uh, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I had a friend who made a, a hat out of foil once, like that, with the, like, the antenna spike and everything. It oh, yeah. took a surprising amount of foil to make it, you know, sturdy enough to put on and off, so. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I guess it depends on if you're wanting, like, a legit, like, hat hat, or if you're just wanting something to put over your head, you know? Like, because you could cover yeah. your head with a small amount of foil, but... <laughs> We were planning on making whole, like, outfits out of it, but we only had enough for a hat. We were so surprised. <laughs> I don't know how that even came to be, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Yeah, there was alcohol. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, where am I? Uh, 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 uh. Okay, uh, Dean draws a salt line on the basement window and says, at least I don't think he can. So we come back to Sam. Uh, Corey says, it wasn't too long after the accident that Andrew started contacting me. Sam says, contacting you how? Corey says, online. At first I thought it was a joke, that someone was playing a cruel joke on a grieving widow. But Andrew knew things, things that only he and I would know. Inside jokes, the code to our alarm, my obsession with Lifetime movies. It was then that I knew I had my husband back, even if it was just online. Sam asks, did you never think to ask him what he was? Corey <laughs> says, come on, agent. I've read the books. I've seen the movies. I knew he was a ghost or something, but I didn't care. He was my husband, and it was great. Romantic, even. He'd send me love notes. We'd stay up all night reminiscing. But then he started acting strange. Sam asks, what do you mean, strange? Corey says, I don't know. He'd just disappear. Radio silence. And then, out of nowhere, he'd start emailing again. But he was different. Focused. Sam asks, he was focused on what? Corey says, revenge. When the kids at the college started dying, I thought it might be Andrew. But what was I supposed to do? Call the cops and tell them the ghost of my dead husband was picking off co-eds? But mostly, I just didn't want to face the truth. Because I knew it was revenge that brought him back. 
and if I tried to stop him, that he might go away, and I didn't want to lose my husband again. Uh, So we cut to Dean and Delilah in the basement. Dean says, just try to stay calm, all right? He hears a vibrating sound (laughs) and says, what was that? Delilah says, I don't know. Dean starts looking under couch cushions, and he finds a cell phone that's set to vibrate. Uh, suddenly, Andrew appears, like, full-body Andrew, real life, in front of them. <laughs> Delilah screams. Ghosty Andrew. Yes, yes. Delilah screams. Uh, Dean tries to approach Andrew with the crowbar, but Andrew throws him across the room. Delilah says, please don't kill me. We didn't mean to hurt you. It was an accident. I swear. If I could do it over again, I wouldn't have, or I would have done the right thing. I wouldn't have done the right thing. Okay. <laughs> if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't change a damn thing. You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, so Andrew, <laughs> Andrew starts to choke Delilah. Uh, Dean hits him with the crowbar and Andrew disappears. Dean says to Delilah, let's go. Delilah says, where? Dean says, the door. Delilah says, it's locked. So Dean says, Andrew, listen to me. You have every right to be pissed. Dean picks up the phone and sends a text. Uh, We see Sam take his phone out of his pocket. Uh, Back with Dean, he says, but take it from me. The more you kill, the crazier you'll get. The blood fuels the rage. So it looks to me like you got two choices. You can keep killing and become something that you won't recognize, or you can move on, because that is the only thing that is going to give you peace. So it's up to you, man. Pain or peace? Uh, then Andrew appears behind Dean and pushes him down and Delilah screams. Dean gets up and Andrew starts choking him. Uh, then Delilah holds up the cell phone and we see that Corey is on it. FaceTiming. Corey says, Andrew, it's Corey. Please listen to me. You have to stop this revenge. It's hollow and it's pointless. It won't bring you back. I should have said this earlier, but I couldn't let go, but it's time. For me to let go and for you to do the same. Please, I'm begging you. Uh, Andrew, let's go, Dean. And Corey says, do this for me. Do it for us. Goodbye. And then Andrew closes his eyes and disappears. Uh, So we cut to Sam and Dean arriving at Corey's house. uh, And baby, Delilah's in the back seat. Dean says, you sure you want to do this? Delilah says, yeah, I should have done this a long time ago. Delilah gets out of baby and walks up to Corey's door and knocks. Corey opens the door, looks at Delilah, and it's Sam and Dean. Corey says, come in. So Delilah goes inside, and Corey shuts the door. Sam says to Dean, looks like Andrew wasn't the only one who chose peace. Dean says, yeah, looks like. I think I'm going to follow his lead, too. Sam says, what do you mean? Dean says, my peace is helping people. Working cases. That's all I want to do. Sam says, is this about the mark? Dean says, I'm done trying to find a cure, Sammy. Sam says, Dean, Cass is so close. Dean says, to what? We don't even know if there is a cure. So far, we've got nothing. We have found nothing at the Men of Letters Library. Metatron may or may not know something, and maybe Cass is on to something with Kane. Sam says, maybe, yeah, maybe. Nothing is guaranteed, Dean. So what? We can't just stop fighting. Dean says, yes, we can. Sam says, so this is it? You're just going to... You're just going to give up? Dean says, no. No, I'm not just going to give up. I appreciate the effort, okay? I do, but the answer is not out there. It's with me. I need to be the one calling the shots here, okay? I can't keep waking up every morning with this false hope. I got to know where I stand. Otherwise, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. 
So I'm going to fight till I can't fight it anymore. When all is said and done, I'll go down swinging. And credits. Okay, so I have one thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That is it. And it's that that blonde girl, like the, uh, what is that? It's Julie or Julia or whatever, her roommate. Julie, yeah. She looks familiar. Yeah, I thought so too. But, but like, I, I hated her more than I cared about what I know her from. So I didn't look into it. Yeah, no, I didn't either. And she's, it's not in the interesting facts. It's not like one of those that's like, oh, this actress was in this you know, thing from, at least from Supernatural. So I know she's not in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She kind of, mm, I guess she, she kind of looks like Quinn from Glee. See, now that bit. I'm thinking about it, I think she kind of looks like, um, what's her name from The Vampire Diaries? Blonde girl, Caroline? Caroline. Yeah. 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 I mean, just, just sort of, like, clearly not the same person, but yeah. kind of reminds me of her. Kind of. She just like she looks familiar and I don't really know why. And I don't know if she's just like she looks enough like a couple other actresses that I've like seen and stuff to where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the maybe it's this person or whatever or what. But yeah. 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 That was that huh. was oh wait, no, I lied. I do ha- <laughs> I do have another <laughs> thought that I wrote down later. Um it was kind of weird because, like, you know, when she was like, oh, it wasn't an accident. And it's like, when you say stuff like that, it makes people think that you did it on purpose. And you and didn't that was do not. it on purpose. You know, it was, right. it was, that whole thing was kind of weird to me. It's like, oh, it wasn't, you know, this wasn't an accident. Like, or, we, or I don't remember exactly what she said. But, like, okay, but it wasn't intentional either. It's not like you tried to kill the dude. I mean, it was an accident, but you did the wrong thing afterwards. You know, but yeah, it was an accident for sure. And like, here's the thing. They, from what I remember, like, they didn't start driving off until like. Until the guy caught on fire and they saw he couldn't get out. Yeah. You know, so like, there wouldn't have been anything that they could have done anyway, other than call the cops and be like, hey, this just happened. Right. But it wouldn't have made a difference. So that's kind of the whole thing, like, kind of was a little bit confusing to me. It's like, why is he so mad at them? Like, I mean, I get it. They were the ones that caused the accident. but And then drove away without getting help. But I do doubt that help would have been there on time. And it's not like they could have gone to the car with that electrical wire on it, Mm -mm. you know? So No, like, nobody could have done anything. Right. I think they just, they, they let him go and then it kind of looks like maybe it was his fault that he crashed his car into that pole you know so yeah I don't know but you know ghosts aren't exactly rational no but it was just kind of interesting how they like made it sound like they had done it kind of on purpose and then you figure out that they really didn't you know (laughs) they just didn't help either you know right right but Anyways, and I just yeah, thought they that was caused weird. it. Sure, they caused it, but it was still yeah. an accident. Yeah. 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 Like, totally. yes, it is. It's still technically their fault, mm-hmm. but not really because it was an accident. They weren't doing it on purpose. You know, like mm-hmm. accidents happen and they are unfortunate, but right. obviously, like, that that's why they're called an accident. <laughs> it's like. Mm-hmm. If it if it was on purpose, it would be called manslaughter, you know? <laughs> Not, right, exactly. You know, like Yeah. Anyway, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, what was your favorite moment from this episode? 
Okay. Well, Dean was super funny in this episode. I thought even all of his like his inability to control his eyeballs when girls walked by and, and all the <laughs> yeah. all his enthusiasm with the food was fun to see. But my very mm-hmm. favorite part, this is gonna make me sound like a heartless bitch, but <laughs> it was absolutely when Julie choked to death on her on her computer cord and died. That made me it was, really no, Julie's roommate. No, Julie Wadley. Julie that's that's Julie. The roommate, the main girl, that's Delilah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Julie's the blonde girl who, you know, hashtags everything and Yeah. It was like okay. the moment she started talking, I was like, this bitch needs to die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she did like, and I was like, Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know. It, what was your huh? Oh, I was going to say, they were all very, like, theatrical and almost, like, not funny, but, like, the car crash, no, but, like, they were almost all kind of, like, funny-ish deaths. Like, the one guy's, like, brain liquefies, you know, and the other one gets choked by a computer cord. Yeah, it was very Final Destination, all those deaths. Well, like, Final Destination takes it, like, to a way more extreme you know, mm-hmm. chain of events and and hilarity at that, like on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. this was just like brief moments of that, but it did remind me of those movies a little bit in the way it's they, that they died, you know, yeah, and how you didn't yeah. hate it because they're douchebags, you know, so it was just kind of corny deaths, I guess was my thing. I mean, even with the truck, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like, hey, you get out of the car. Um, why you know like yeah you know yeah I don't what get out of the car like okay so normally ghosts would just be like oh there's eight other people in the car but that's fine I want to kill this one so like let's just take them all down you know right maybe because he was a a school teacher (laughs) I don't know but I don't know either yeah yeah it was just kind of like uh, okay you know (laughs) yeah yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. That was maybe that was like his first kill, though. So maybe he was still a little bit, you know, still had a little bit a hold of his like morals or whatever. And then because, you know, yeah, maybe ghosts kind of like degenerate a little bit into like mm-hmm. anger, you know. So maybe mm-hmm. that was that was why that happened on the first one. I don't know. Yeah. I'm guessing. Who cares? Well, <laughs> whatever I mean it does say in part of it that they'll like you know he'll spiral more and more you know mm-hmm. I think Dean tells him that or something yeah at the end but yeah. well what was your wait, <laughs> did I did you already tell me what your favorite moment is I am so confused right now did we do that already did I I don't think you did what was what your favorite ever, moment I did not <laughs> I just looked at what I wrote down and I was like I haven't said that yet so no <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> So my favorite moment <laughs> was when Dean was just enamored with the cafeteria food and just like literally ha- like had literal noodles falling out of his mouth because he was so excited about the Chinese food. You know, like yeah. he's yeah. just like a heaping train. He's just like as he's just like so blissed out by all the food that he's got it falling out of his face. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he just like can't even it's not like, oh, I'm going to eat this. He's just like chewing and it's falling out, you know, which is mm-hmm. kind of disgusting, but also like funny at the same time because he's just like that into the food that yeah. he can't even get you know, like, <laughs> yeah that was that was cool to say it was super cute and like yeah I feel that way about food I get it you know mm-hmm. so yeah 
Usually I try and keep it in my mouth, though. (laughs) You know what? The only reason I try to keep it in my mouth, besides, like, you know, not grossing other people out and, like, being impolite in that way, is that, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want food on my face because it's going to give me, like, it's going to make me break out. That is literally what I think about. Like, is that noodle on my chin? (laughs) Oh, see, no, for me, it's it's not even that. It's, like, I like this food. I don't want to get, I don't want to waste a little bit of it even <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is all gonna go in my face you know like yeah don't That's awesome. lose any of it you know mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> um so our interesting facts it says uh sam and dean go by the aliases agent cobain and agent Grohl when they meet the girl named janet novoselic I know you said it better than I did. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's how you say it, but um, it says this is a reference to the band Nirvana as frontman Kurt Cobain, drummer Dave Grohl, and bassist Chris uh, Novoselic. I did not know that. Okay. Well, I figured really Cobain, good. but I didn't know the other ones. Yeah. Well, I knew Dave Grohl because he's the Foo Fighters guy who is okay. in Nirvana, but I did not know the other one, which okay. is where they got her last name from. So, okay. i got it it makes sense now (laughs) yay okay um um okay so the country song about honoring a deceased family member by driving their truck is i drive your truck by lee bryce (laughs) (laughs) got it okay i already knew that from earlier but still um it's actually kind of a good song Mm -hmm. like i mean it's a good song it's kind of sad you know like it's not one of those like you know, listen to it all the time tunes. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, so it says Dean asks Janet. Um, so it's Trini, right? Or yeah. Trini. I, I was saying Trini? Trini. Trini. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. So Trini and everything else in the truck just went all Christine. Um, it says Christine is a horror. Horror. <laughs> I don't think a it is horror that. novel. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, by Stephen King, published in 1983. Um, the same year, John Carpenter directed the eponymous movie about a possessed car. I, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I read that, but I was like nine or ten. And I remember it being like good, but also feeling like you can tell this is written a while ago. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it was because it is just a car, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's a shorter book. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know, yeah. I know I've seen the movie, but again, I was really young and I don't think it had much of an impact on me because I don't really remember it. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been that memorable then. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I do remember thinking like this is scarier when you're visualizing it, like when you're reading it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But that's all I really remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it says uh, Barbara Kottmeyer, who plays Corey Silver, um, also appeared in an earlier episode of Supernatural, um, season four, episode eight, Wishful Thinking, as Candace Armstrong. Okay, that's the one where everyone's you're putting coins in the wishing well. I think she was one of the, was she the mom in the, like, gym locker room that the invisible boy was spying on? Either that or was she like the fiance that she was definitely like, wasn't that she definitely okay. wasn't that girl. Yeah, that's the only other girl I could think of in that episode. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the 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 naked mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't remember anybody else from that. 
I don't really either. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it says um, when Dean and Sam are trying to figure out uh, how to get rid of the ghost, Dean mentions the ghost might be like Shocker. Um, Shocker from 1989 star Mitch Peggy, um, who also played. This is the weirdest, like, grammatically incorrect thing I've ever heard. Okay. Um, he's, he mentions it might be like Shocker. Shocker's from 1989 and starred um, Mitch Pileggi, who also played Sam and Dean's, I'm guessing, maternal grandfather Samuel Campbell in seasons four and six. Hmm. That was a weird, like, they just didn't word that correctly. I was like, okay. I had to really think about that for a second. I'm like, mm. Um, so it says in computer engineering, halt and catch fire, um, known by the assembly mnemonic HCF is an idiom referring to a computer machine code instruction that causes the computer's central processing unit or CPU to cease meaningful operation, typically restart requiring a restart of the computer. Hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard, yeah, I've heard that term before quite a bit and I knew it was like computer related but i did not know that so oh yeah you're you're ahead of me then <laughs> yeah i got nothing <laughs> yeah i was i did not yeah for a long time i didn't realize it was a computer thing and i'm like is this just like a state of being like like the only the only thing i can really equate that feeling to was like uh like oh i'm about to have a panic attack you know it's like is that what yeah. that means but no computers eh. <laughs> yeah yeah um so it says when Dean and Sam look for Janet, they find her at Kasem University. Um, this is a, re a reference to radio DJ Casey Kasem. Got it. OK. OK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it says in the flashback to the accident, Julie Miller takes a selfie and then complains that it makes her look like a hag 25 years old. <laughs> the episode originally aired on the 26th birthday of the actress who played Julie, uh -huh. um, who's Debs Howard. OK. Um, doesn't say anything about her other than that. I don't know if she's from anything else or whatever, but yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, now we know her name. <laughs> um, it says when Sam and Dean mention a ghost in the machine um, as a possible solution, this most likely refers to a computer that develops a virtual consciousness that kills in the computer that results in the computer becoming dangerous and often killing people. The most famous occurs in Arthur C. Clarke's uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, his novel Odyssey 2 actually has a chapter called Ghost in the Machine. It's oh. also the title of the seventh episode of The X-Files from 1993, in which the agents investigate a murderous computerized building. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is why you don't need automatic everything, folks. Like, you don't need automatic doors and lights and, you know, temperature and all these different... Like, is some of that nice? Yes. But at a certain point, like... It becomes too much, you know, like, yeah, I know there's a line. You have to touch a light switch and you literally just like are on your phone that much more to literally operate everything in your house. Mm -hmm. a weird. And then what yeah. happens if the power goes out? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's a whole thing. I mean, I guess your light's not going to work anyway if the power's out, but like, but, no, no, I get it. There's a line and like, I mean, honestly, if Battlestar Galactica taught me anything, it's that you don't fuck with machines. So yeah. anytime I talk to Alexa, I am very polite, and I thank her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't even... 
I'm going to say, I don't think I really use, I mean, I know I have Siri on my phone, but like. Mm-hmm. I feel I like at your old it. place, didn't you have like a smart, like uh thermostat or something? I think you had something. <laughs> yeah. So there, well, so with my ex, <laughs> there was the, you know, TV stuff somehow was linked to a phone. The light switches were linked to a phone. The doors were linked to the phone. The garage door was linked to the phone. The thermostat was linked to the phone. Like, literally everything. And it was, like, to the point where, like, I'd be, like, sitting there and there'd be, it's, like, oh, like, he would walk by the light switch, sit down, and then use his phone and have to go into the app to turn off the lights rather than just hitting the switch and going another two feet to sit wow wow okay could that be partially why I'm biased to all of this (laughs) sure I think -hmm. it's ridiculous though like at that point you're trying to be lazy you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. All you have I know. to do is reach out your arm and hit the switch on the way by, especially when you're sitting like two or three feet away from the light switch where you can yeah. probably like reach it anyway. I know. I'm actually yeah. considering getting a like a one for the, the lamp in my bedroom just because like mm-hmm. it's often on until I'm in bed and like, mm-hmm. you know, doing all the stuff. And then I was like, oh, I got to get off or get up and turn the light. Yeah. But, uh, or turn off the light. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, don't know. There's definitely certain things like I could see. But do doing, I want like, all my lights like that? Light, no. You know? Yeah. Because like that way you can get in bed and like see and then turn off the lights. Like for me, I have to like go turn on the lamp and then go and turn off the light. And then, you know, that way I have some sort of light to get back. Either that or I just use yeah. my phone light, which honestly is what I do most of the time because Travis goes to sleep a lot of times before I do. So like Mm -hmm. it's dark in there anyway, and I can't really be turning on lamps and stuff, but like, you know, it just gets ridiculous at a certain point. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, this really isn't doing anything for you other than creating super lazy habits. You know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do like, just like, you know, talking to Alexa and, um, you know, I just said her name. So she, She's talking to me now because I said her name. <laughs> um, and, you know, asking to play this song or all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's nice. Yes, I can do that all through my phone, too. But, yeah. you know, it's a better speaker than my phone and all that. Yeah. So that type of thing I do really like. But, yeah, when it comes to your whole house being controlled by it, like, I just, you know, I've I've seen that movie. And it, it always know. ends bad. It, it literally has never, ever been a good thing, ever. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, okay, so I think I told you about this. I might have talked about it at some point on the podcast too. I don't remember. But like there was not only one of those Google mini things or whatever, Google home things like out in the living room, but literally 20 yards away in the bedroom because that house was tiny, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't need one in the bedroom and also in the living room when like anything you say, they're both going to pick it up because they're both so close, you know? Right, yeah. Like, at one point in the middle of the night, it was, like, two or three in the morning, I'm, like, laying there in bed, everybody's asleep, and, like, it just starts and it's like, oh, you know, like, I didn't quite hear that. Did you mean this or this or this? And it's like, literally nobody said anything for hours now. Like, what the hell, you know? Like... Yeah, I nope. mean that does no. that does happen sometimes. Yeah, and it's always like what? 
What are you yeah. listening to? Like, am I haunted? Are you haunted? What the fuck? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what is yeah. going on here? You know? mm-hmm. Like, yeah. honestly, it doesn't even like freak me out now. I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. She just does that. Yeah. I don't know if that's good. It's, you know, that'd be one thing if you were like up and moving around and maybe there's like, oh, you know, my phone was playing something or whatever. But like this was literally like in the middle of the night, no sound happening Mm -hmm. other than god awful snoring. You know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I guess unless the snoring was, you know, translated as words, I don't know. (laughs) I just, no. Yeah, I get it. But. It just creeps me out a little bit, too. Like, I don't need something listening to me all the time. Like, I know my phone does, but, like, I don't need multiple things doing that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, the uh, next one, it says, Aaron Paul Stewart, who plays a frat brother in this episode, uh, will later appear um, in season 14. Um, so. Let's see the, the guy who walked by in a towel. I don't know. He, okay. Like, he probably It doesn't was. say the name. It just yeah. says... The, this actor so okay I bet he was because all the the other dudes had names so yeah you know, that, probably yeah. Okay. okay yeah um Sam said to Dean huh ghost in the machine um that's an album title and song from the band police mm-hmm. um and it says ghost in the machine is also famously used in I robot and indicates an artificial intelligence that has evolved beyond its original purpose <laughs> Yep. Also, another reason to not have ed- everything automated. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, um, it says it's also used in philosophical psychology where the term ghosts in the machine has come to also describe the supposed consciousness in a device that behaves as if it has a will um, that is independent of what the human operator wants the device to do. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> Those are not facts. <laughs> nope. I hate all of it. <laughs> no, but nothing should be that automated. <laughs> So our research from this week is off of onlyinyourstate.com, um, and it, one of the most haunted bridges in Iowa has been around since the 1800s. Um, there's multiple names to the bridge, which we'll get into. This is not a super long one, but there's okay. not a lot happening in Ohio, or in Ohio, in Iowa, turns out. Huh. Well, I think what we're looking at, there is a lot, but like, there's not a lot of information on anything. It's like a, here's a paragraph, yeah. maybe. Like, yeah. oh, this is said to be haunted. Okay. Oh, well, also, this is said to be haunted. Okay. You know, like, there's just yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. And we did try to stay away from, like, you know, prisons and hotels, because there's just so much of that, you know. So. And cemeteries. <laughs> yeah, and cemeteries. Yeah, there was, like, 25 cemeteries in Iowa that have hauntings. Mm-hmm. But honestly, is it a good cemetery if there's no haunting? I don't think so. so. Yeah, I, f- I feel like if you've been around for long enough, something's going to happen there, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right, as it should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, tis where the dead people collect, so, yep. you know. It is what it is. <laughs> um, so it says, um, Iowa is a lot more than a stop on a would-be president's itinerary. Um, it's home to plenty of bridges and overpasses, many of them said to be haunted. Um, one of the state's oldest haunted bridges, the Banwell Bridge near Fort Dodge, is so old that no one is certain when it was built. Hmm. Um, like many mysteries, this haunted bridge in Iowa has a few names. Um, it was first known as Terra Bridge, um, named for a nearby town no longer in existence. 
locals sometimes also refer to it as Terror Bridge, (laughs) but officially it's called Banwell Bridge. Uh, Bridge Hunter, a national database of historic bridges, calls it the decidedly not threatening 220th Street overpass. (laughs) He describes it as a pony trough bridge. Pony trough bridge? Um, Is that what you said? Pony pony truss bridge. That's hard to say. I almost said prony. (laughs) What is prony? (laughs) Prony? I don't know. I thought, I thought you said brony shriveled. for a minute. And I was like, that's different. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Pony truss bridge. It was okay. really hard to spit out. So I'm not sure if that's actually what I said the first time. <laughs> but, you know, we'll go with it. Um, so um, it says, for an editor's note, it says, some report that the original Banwell Bridge was torn down and rebuilt. Hmm. Okay. Um, so it says, at one time, the bridge was a ma- major thoroughfare. Um, today, it's a modest one-lane bridge over Union Pacific Railroad, Railroad tracks. Oh, my goodness, I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, and it's seen a lot of violent deaths, according to locals. Um, there are several stories about ghosts who died on or near the bridge. Um, most involve the railroad in some way or another. Uh, the most famous story involves a mother who killed her children there. One version has her taking the kids to see the train pass below and throwing each one off the bridge as it approached. Then she jumped after them. Wow. Uh, Okay. Another version has a wife insane with grief after her husband died from yellow fever. She took her six children to the tracks and tied them down before hanging herself off the bridge. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Either way, it's not a good option, you know. (laughs) God. Um, Yeah. It says, if you need to drive over the bridge at night, you might want to consider another route. It says, locals say that if you drive to the bridge at night and turn off the engine, a female ghost will grab you and try and send you over the bridge, too. Oh, you cut out um, for a second. I'm sorry. What what happens with the female ghost? Sorry, start that over. I just You cut out a I little know. bit. You're good. It says, locals say that if you drive to the bridge at night and turn off the engine, a female ghost will grab you and try to send you over the bridge, too. Ew. Okay. Yeah. No, thank Probably. you. <laughs> um, it says there was a violent death near the bridge around 1890. Um, a young a young man named William Roberts was killed while working with the pile driver. A few years later, in 1983, the Fort Dodge Messenger reported that several railroad workers heard clanging and the dull thud of a pile driver that was nowhere to be seen. Uh. Um. It says, then there are the phantom trains and moans. (laughs) (laughs) It says, railway workers also told the messenger about seeing and hearing a phantom train at night that approaches from a distance and melts away. And people have also reported for years about hearing a moaning woman and crying children from under the bridge. So is Banwell Bridge um, in Fort Dodge, Iowa, really haunted? Um, Old structures carry a lot of history, some of which is frightening, even legend still there's no question that railroad railroad (laughs) that railroad has always been dangerous um people understandably feel nervous whenever they're around high places with tragic histories (laughs) absolutely yeah Yeah. um it says these days driving over any iowa bridge can be dangerous (laughs) oh no it says Iowa rep um, Abby Fink, 
second hour. Um, warns on her Facebook page that Iowa leads the um, nation in structurally deficient bridges. <laughs> oh my God. With that being said, it may be safest to view the Terra slash Banwell slash Terror Bridge from a distance. <laughs> yeah. I went, Did you say like how high up it is? No, it doesn't say. Okay. I was thinking that it was just like a, a not very high one, just like a, you know. But I guess the only a, number is the 220th Street overpass is what it's like yeah. technically called. But OK, hmm. OK. Interesting. I mean, it's tall enough for a train to pass. Exactly. Yeah. So hmm. okay. I guess like at least a couple stories, if not more. I, well, it did I'm say it was a high bridge. You know, like your article that you just read said it was a high bridge. So, yeah, I would guess like three, maybe four stories high if a train's going under it. Yeah, that's terrifying. And yeah, that would kill you if you got thrown off. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. You could die pretty easily going off of two stories. Yep. One, if you're really lucky. (laughs) I know, right? Land, land, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your idiot or aspect moment from this week? Okay. So, um, I, I know I said this was a, an old idiot moment from a while ago, um, where I had my, my phone, like notification sound, you know, Castiel saying, Hey, aspect. Right. And I know I told you I had to change it after that really awkward experience in the Coles bathroom. So Mm -hmm. I did. (laughs) And, uh, and I, you know, now it's just been sort of a, a sound. So my mm-hmm. phone notifies me every time um, our like camera at the front door, you know, catches anything. And and it doesn't notify me once. It notifies me three times in a row, like like two immediately and then one a minute later. And the, yeah. the sound that it was on, it was just so fucking annoying to do three times in a row, multiple times a day, mm-hmm. you know. So I was just like, ah, so I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm going to change it back to hey, ass butt, because that always brings me joy every time mm-hmm. it happens, you know? So yeah. I changed it back and it's fucking delightful. I love it. I'm, I'm super happy. <laughs> However, <laughs> shortly after I changed it back, um, I was at Killian's, you know, dojo karate. And, um, mm-hmm. it was this moment where like, it was sort of the beginning of class where like everyone is quiet. All the kids, there's like 50 kids out there. They're all being quiet and lined <laughs> up and like, you know, the senseis are out there in the parent area, you know, because the kids are quiet. The parents are usually quiet in that moment too, to not be distracting or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like literally silent in there, it's silent. And I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I think my mom came home because it did like the hey ass but super loud like three times in a row and I was like oh no like everybody's oh, yeah. looking at me oh yeah no one's <laughs> laughing I'm positive no one in there has ever seen Supernatural like it was just like why is your phone swearing in a children's place like I was just like fuck like everyone's staring I'm fumbling for my phone like I'm gonna put this on silent <laughs> it was horrible Rochelle everybody looked at me so now every time I Every time I go there, I'm always like, is my phone on silent? Dear God. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. I'm sure it has been worse, but it was truly awful. I mean, it I could don't have said an actual swear word. That's right. I mean, I think kids yeah. think that ass is a swear word, though. You know, I'm I pretty mean, sure that's what parents say. Is, yeah. Ass would be considered a swear word, you know. Yeah. Unless you're talking about a donkey. <laughs> that's but right. Like, yeah. 
I just I just hadn't anticipated that situation, and so it was a total shock <laughs> when it happened. You know, it's so. like, oh no. Yeah. And then I just felt like the bad parent, but okay, that's fine. Now that so. just means you're the fun one. <laughs> that's fucking right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So there. <laughs> <laughs> what was your idiot or ass moment? Uh, so mine, I, so for Christmas, I got Travis. <laughs> so, okay, let me back up here for a second. My pillow, he really likes Okay, so like there's been multiple times of him stealing it, you know, and like I'm like, no, like you're not just going to take my pillow. So like I'll go and he's like sleeping on my pillow and I'll pull it out from underneath him. And I'm like, this is mine. You can figure out like and then here's the thing is like he spent a lot of money just buying all these cheap pillows and trying to see if they'll work. It's like if you just were to buy the one pillow that you know you like, you, know, like, huh. you wouldn't be having this problem still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he was just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about getting it. And so I was like, okay, I'm getting this for Christmas for him because like I don't want him to steal my pillow anymore. So part right. of it is selfish, but also like. But also he really wants it. it. That's a good gift. Yeah. Like wants it he's not gonna buy it for himself you know like in theory it will help him sleep better because he has not a great time sleeping at night um and so it's like okay you know (laughs) like this is what we're gonna do so I ordered the stupid thing and it's like okay it'll get here by December 24th and I'm like okay well that's cutting it close but I guess it'll be here you know yeah okay so December 24th rolls around nothing December 25th rolls around obviously nothing December 26th rolls around and I think it had finally showed up that day it was either the 26th or the 27th but I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like hey um don't tell me that you're gonna show up at a certain day when you're not gonna show up by that day at all you know Right. Especially for Christmas, you know? Yeah, that's really frustrating. Ugh. But, you know, okay, fine, you know, whatever. At least that was that. Mm-hmm. I also, so there's this, like, cover thing, because it's like a Claritin brand pillow or whatever. There's, like, an allergy cover thing that you can put over it that's supposed to help with, like, you know, keeping the pillow cleaner, but then also, like, just what, I don't know exactly what it's supposed to do. Oh, yeah, I have one of those. It's it's like a, yeah, it's for, like, dust mites and stuff like that, like that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so, whatever, it, I mean, it's, like, 15 bucks, so I was like, "Eh, whatever, I'll do it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and I have one for my pillow. I don't know whether it works or not, but, you know, it's, whatever, it'll keep the pillow clean for longer, I guess. Yeah. And so, I order that, and they're like, oh, it'll be here next day, because it was, like, at the the um the store and they were gonna like drop it off next day or something at the house okay fine so I was like okay whatever that didn't show up either the next day so I was like oh well maybe they put it in with you know the pillow and so once the pillow shows up that'll be here right no so we get the pillow and I was like is there anything else in the box and he's like no it's just this and I was like okay so I go on because I hadn't gotten any like emails from them other than like here track your shipment sort of thing mm-hmm. and so I'm like okay you know and I ordered them at the same time like it's not like I ordered one and then I ordered the other I ordered them both together so I go on and I look and it's 
very convoluted the bed bath and beyond website when it comes to that sort of stuff like yeah it was it was hard to find like where your past orders and all that sort of stuff were um and so i on there and turns out they had canceled my order they didn't tell me that they canceled my order there was no like oh hey you know ah that's lame or we can't get this to you or we're just canceling it to cancel it like there was nothing it was just like oh yeah canceled and it's like, mm. okay, but they, I think they canceled it like immediately after me buying it. Right. So I'm like, okay, but I, I was like, so did they give me my money back? It was a whole thing. I had to go through my bank and go through the thing and go, okay, like this is how much the pillow was. This was how much this was. Okay. So no, they didn't even charge me for the pillow cover to begin with. Oh. They literally just like canceled it as, as soon as I ordered it and didn't even charge me for it. They just charged me for the pillow. Hmm. Okay, so when were you planning on telling me about this, you know? Yeah. So then I go and order it again. I don't know if it's even gotten here now. You know, like, I should look at that. But I, we still haven't gotten it. Hmm. And this, I mean, it's January 9th at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, I, I have, well, I haven't looked into this exactly, but I have come across some articles in the last couple of days that are um, talking about how that company is doing very poorly um, and mm-hmm. that they're, I think I, of course I skimmed this, but something about how they're going to make some sort of announcement soon, I think, and everyone's expecting it to be like company closing or, you know, maybe not that dramatic, but maybe. Well, you know about the one in Auburn in the Super Bowl, right? No, what happened? Oh, they're closing. Like <gasps> everything is, yeah, like they're getting, that's like the biggest Bed Bath & Beyond store around here that I know of. And I there's mean, one in, there's one in Tequila too. It's not in the mall, okay. but it's close. It's like, it's like kitty corner from the mall, it's kind of by the Barnes & Noble there actually. But mm-hmm. um, so the one in the Super Bowl is an outlet. Um, and I think the one in Tequila, I, so I think the, the Auburn one, the, like the, fl- like the actual building that it's in is bigger. Mm-hmm. But I think the Tequila one um, has more. It's just a higher volume, even though the building okay. isn't as big. I might be totally yeah. lying to you, but that was always my impression of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I really couldn't tell you, but mm-hmm. I know um, I know that I saw somewhere. Granted, I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw somewhere that they were going out of business and so like everything there was like 50 to 80 percent off or something like that like everything they're just like trying to clear out the store so if you need to go to bed bath and beyond i would check that out if there's anything that you want there and see if they are in fact having a sale because you might be able to like get a bunch of stuff for cheaper yeah interesting okay i wonder if how the tacola one's doing that makes me sad i hate it when when stores that are sort of like I mean not that that's like a comfort store but it kind of was at one point in my life when I was younger you know so yeah just walk around look at all the stuff and you know mm-hmm. I don't know that's sad that's sad yeah when I mean it's definitely one of those that like I was I was kind of surprised because like one of their biggest things is doing like uh wedding registries too like you would mm-hmm. think that they would get a lot of money from that because people are buying all these gifts and stuff for people's weddings. Cause like, that's one of the main yeah. things that people do. Cause you've got like, you know, all the bedding stuff, you've got all the kitchen stuff, you've got all the appliances, you've got, you know, right. Everything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I know yeah. that. I mean, we did a, we did a registry there. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just sad. Because what was the other, there was another big store. I was linens and things. Well, I don't know that that was a full on, like, carry all the household stuff like Bed Bath & Beyond did. But it was sort of yeah. your your bedding. I think they had, like, bathroom stuff there, too. And I remember mm-hmm. when that closed. I think I had a friend who worked for that company. And, um, yeah, she was talking about, you know, taking all the stuff home that was, you know, super discounted mm-hmm. and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Eh, that's sad. I don't know. One thing, I guess, like, you know, the last, like, I don't know, five years that I worked for Barnes & Noble, you know, like, the company was doing not poorly, but, like, you know, at that time, it was, like, Amazon was your big competition, because, you know, because Amazon first was was an online bookstore, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. and that was, you know, that was hard for Barnes, and obviously, it was hard for Borders, too, and that's why Mm -hmm. they went under. They closed down, yeah. Yeah, and and that was, like, really... Yeah, I mean, you were always just sort of, like, had that, like, looming over you working at Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble. Like, you know, are we closing the store? Are we opening another one? What's happening? And I know the last few years, they they did get a new CEO. It, it's the CEO for um, a big chain in the UK. I think it's called Waterstones. I might have that totally wrong. But um, mm-hmm. so he is now with Barnes & Noble also. And mm-hmm. I just found out that they are opening 30 new stores in 2023. So, hey, go Barnes & Noble. Hey. Also, also. I wonder if they've got, like, if it's still the same, you know, like, mostly books. Obviously, there's, like, you know, you've got like, board games and different things there and, like, magazines or whatever. But, like, I wonder if they're, like, adding stuff to it or if it's still going to be, like, pretty much just a bookstore. I have no idea, really. Like, I know they yeah. really got into, like, the toys and games. Like, as I was leaving, that was, like, a mm-hmm. big thing. Like, we're focusing more on this, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'm not really sure what what has changed since that, that guy has taken over the company. But, I mean, they're doing yeah. well, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably <laughs> helps that Amazon... Yeah. And it probably helps that Amazon's main thing isn't books anymore, you know? Yeah. So, but... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been in a Barnes & Noble since the last time we went, which was how many years ago? I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. I think Killian I was, was not in school yet. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last time I was at a Barnes & Noble, there, there's one actually like 10 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess that's but, the last one I've been in. But I haven't. That's mostly like, a hey, I'm driving to like my dad's and I need to stop and pee somewhere. Also, there's coffee. Also, maybe I need a book, you know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. That has happened. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For a few years. I think, yeah, the last time I was in one was probably, I don't know, three, four years ago when I was making a flower bouquet out of a book oh, for somebody. That's right. so, yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't remember when that was. I don't either. I, it was yeah. definitely, I would it was guess at least like two years ago, maybe three, 18, probably not 19. four. It would have been 18 or 19, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Was it? No. I don't remember. Maybe 19. 19, oh, well. probably. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Yeah. No, it might have been the beginning of 2020. Okay. Because I remember it was like January-ish. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it might have been like the beginning of 2020. But at any rate, like, that was the last time I was at a Barnes & Noble. And it was because I was like, okay, I need a paperback version of this specific, like, of The Princess Bride. So that way, like... I don't feel bad cutting it up because I think I like went on like 
or something and all they had was like hardback or something or I don't really remember I don't know mm-hmm. or whatever was like maybe that's all they had available at the time or something whatever so I was like please dear god tell me that you have a paperback version of this book so I don't have to pay like $30 to cut something up and I can pay like seven or eight dollars to cut something up you know like yeah totally <laughs> yeah yeah ah Barnes and Noble I'm sorry I keep bringing that up I swear I have like uh, yeah anyway we'll just we'll drop it okay <laughs> it was a big chunk of your life it was that's fucking right <laughs> damn it <clears throat> I uh of course don't have this up on my phone like I'm supposed to okay thank you for listening to our podcast <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at idgesandaspetspodcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out you can also find us on facebook and instagram under idgets and aspects a supernatural podcast Please make sure to rate and review us on iTunes and email us your idiot and aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.